Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Phil Kaskrain, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm great. Okay. Our special guest for this episode is speaker Krista Morgan. How are you, Krista? I'm doing great. Thank you. Great. It's great to have you on. Thanks. Great to be here. So, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Well, I am a designer at Rogue Amoeba Software. Uh, we make audio software for Mac and iOS devices. Uh, or software that we're also using tonight for recording, which is awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Audio Hijack 3. Yes. It's uh, phenomenal phenomenal for all of your podcast and other recording needs. <laughs> I can tell you that um, my when I was a kid, I was doing mixtapes. And my do- my daughters are doing uh, the same thing with for the MP3 players, but it's all using Safari and Audio Hijack off of YouTube. Oh, nice. Yes. It's been a staple in our house for the last, uh, I don't know, decade. <laughs> so, Yes. Well, I hope they put some voiceover on there too. I mean, they can get pretty sophisticated now. So they they uh, they're getting ready to do that. Some of them are recording their own like uh, YouTube videos for Minecraft and stuff. So that's really oh, where nice. where it comes on comes in really handy. Oh, fantastic! That's awesome. <laughs> and 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 where where are you from, uh, Krista? I'm originally from Florida, actually, but I moved to California in 2002, and I've been in Portland since uh, the end of 2006. Oh, nice. And how do, how do you like Portland compared to California? Um, I love Portland. Um, you know, it's it's apples to oranges. I lived in um, sort of a, a rural um, northern California, like small college town, Arcata, California. And I also lived in Yosemite National Park. So those are very, um, you know, big on, on natural beauty and, and, you know, low on stuff going on culturally. So, <laughs> so Portland is actually a really good mix because there's a lot going on. It's a really fun city, but it's also really close to the mountains and beach and um, wine country and stuff. So there's a, there's a lot to do here. And Yosemite National Park is, of course, my favorite national park of all the national parks. So it's mine too. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I've read your article in the, the magazine, was it? So that yes, was very, yeah, very was nice too. So Thanks. yes. Thanks. And, and at some point, I hope to be able to tell you my story of how I saved an old lady on Half Dome and almost died. So that's okay. <sighs> wow. Man, I would love to hear that. Half Dome is harrowing. It is. Yeah. Yes. Especially when it hails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And so, so how long have you been with uh, Rogue Amoeba then? Uh, a little over five years. It was um, October 2009 that I started. Huh. Rogue Amoeba being famous for uh, being a distributed and officeless company. Yes, yes. We all work remotely. So I'm in Portland. Um, Paul Kafasis, um, one of the co-founders, is in um, Boston. And Quentin, the other co-founder, is in um, Pennsylvania. And then we have... Um, Developers in Russia and Australia and wow. I think, oh, Lee's in the UK. And then the rest of us are just, you know, scattered throughout the U.S. So those are the those are the interesting places that, that we have people. And how many uh, artists or designers uh, are with the company along just with me. you? Oh, just you. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I'm the only one. So when so when we look at pixels on screen for our Rogue Amoeba product, we're looking at a lot of your designs. Uh, mostly. Yeah, I mean, some of it is... is um, you know, it depends on the product. Like some of it is is a, a mix up of like old stuff from other people, and then like a few you know like updated things that I've done. But um, but newer things like um, Audio Hijack Three, Piezo, um, a new version of Airfoil that's coming out hopefully soon. Um, that's all my stuff, so that's exciting. I've only I've I've only heard good things about the new uh, the new interface, and personally, I really like it. So it's uh, 
it's really it, it <laughs> it's it's quite something you can build complex workflows and make sense of them it's really awesome yes i think it's a big improvement over um what it was what it was before and that was you know that was a long time in the making and and paul and and quentin just sort of had you know a decade's worth of experience of, of feedback from users and using it themselves and just they've been thinking about this problem of how to make um, audio recording um, more flexible and and more visually um, accessible more more interesting I guess and yeah I guess easier to understand um, and so we were all sort of um, attacking that problem and it, it took a while to evolve into what it is now these these blocks that snap together in a way that um, that they just link up automatically. And then I think it was Quentin's idea to show the audio moving from left to right to um, to show you which direction your audio is flowing and how your effects blocks are lined up and that sort of thing. Anyway, if um, if you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, you should download the free trial of Audio Hijack 3 and Definitely. play with it, and you'll see what I mean. I'm really, I'm not I'm not good at marketing, so um, I'm not good at like, <laughs> subtle plugs. There was a nice little video, too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank yes. you. Me to myself with uh, Amy Gruber doing the voiceover, which yes. was really nice. Yes. Oh, neat. A very distinct yeah. voice. <laughs> so there must have been quite a few iterations to come to this brand new design, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it started yeah. with, um, well, it was Quentin who wanted to do something that was node based. At first, I was very much like, no, absolutely not, because he was <laughs> talking about like Ford's Composer and like Logic and stuff. And I was like, no, no, absolutely not. It's just so messy. I don't want to deal with like tiny little like strings and patching things together and like just cluttering up the interface with all of these little connections that are all fiddly and just annoying. Um, and so, so we latched onto this concept of blocks at some point and th then they went through um, a lot of iterations like um, there were arrows like on the blocks that would light up at one point and the, they would just snap together like directly without the pipes that you see now. Um, I don't know. I might, I'm actually going to do a blog post about it soon and talk about talk about the whole process um, and how we arrived at it. But I, I really like um, what we ended up with. I think it's um, I think it's really great and it's a lot easier to use. Um, it makes it pretty obvious what you're doing as far as like starting with a source and um, adding effects or meters and then having your output blocks. I think it I think it makes good sense. Yeah, I'm a little biased. So. <laughs> yeah. would, from no, a technical I... perspective, would you say that the um, the technical underpinnings of what Audio Hijack does uh, were pretty much stable and just ongoing for the last uh, you know few years? But then it was an overhaul of the of the UI, and that's sometimes is the scariest part. Yes, it was. It was a big overhaul of the UI, but I think um, some of the back end was rewritten too. I mean, it, it kept. I mean, it's still as powerful as it ever was, um, and we've added some more built in effects on top of the audio unit effects, but, um, but mostly it was the user interface and there was a lot of work to be done there. Um, and yes, and a lot of iterations and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of a, a long process of, of getting it here, but yeah, I think we're all pretty happy with it. <laughs> so, um, aside from the work that you do with Rogue Amoeba, um, do you, do you participate at all in the, in the overall Mac or iOS community? Do you have anything that you, uh, that you like to do with? Yeah, I like to, um, I volunteer with um, a couple of organizations. I volunteer with um, AppCamp for Girls. I do user interface um, design um, workshops and um, and just in work 
with teams of, of girls designing um, iOS apps, which is super fun. Uh, this last summer, I made a giant iPhone with, from a dry erase magnetic board, and then I, I created a frame for it to make it look like an iPhone. And then I printed out um, all of these, um, all of these like default controls for iPhone, and laminated them and put magnets on them. Um, and so you can you can write on them with dry erase markers, and then you know like on buttons and things like that, and just sort of magnet you know. Um, magnet them onto the board and oh. then write, um, draw, draw on the dry erase board with markers and draw your UI out and that sort of thing. And that was super fun. And actually, yeah. um, that reminds me, I need to, I need to write up, a um, just a little thing about how to do that for other, <laughs> other app camps because, um, app camps, app camp for girls is expanding and there's going to be an app camp for girls in Seattle this summer and in Colorado, I think, and maybe a couple other places too. I'm not really sure, but yeah, so that was a super fun project, and so that's that's something I've I've um, been into doing the last two summers, I think. Yeah, the last two summers, and then also volunteered with Chick Tech, which is another like um, girls in computer science um, organization, and also doing um, user interface workshops there. So, huh. hmm. I, I hadn't heard about that one. Where, where is it based? You know, I I don't I think it's based in San Francisco, but there's a Portland chapter. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's where it's based, but I, I don't think it's based here. But um, I've I've only worked with the local um, chapter of it. Right in Canada, we have an organization called the Ladies Learning Code, which uh, which strives to do uh, basically the same thing, but it's it's uh, because it's got girls learning code. Actually, it's got kids right. learning code, yeah, so, it's, so it's more like, inclusive than just. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. So they they started with girls and they made it kids. And uh, and they're trying to include a, a lot of people, and then it's not only for uh, for ladies; it's for anybody who wants to even the basics of like HTML and oh, CSS, nice. right? Awesome. So that's that's another that's another thing you want to do. And last year, speaker Nicole Belanger was um, from Ladies Learning Code and uh, gave us uh, some some tips about how to. Um, how to work with the the, the, the community of uh, community of newcomers, oh, nice. right? Because that's basically yeah. what it is. It's people that are very interested in what you're doing, but they quite don't know what, where to start. Yeah, and it can be really hard. I mean, at least for me, at first there was um, sort of a big hurdle with the with the very first um, group of campers. Um, there was a hurdle of like, oh, how do I tell them what I do? Like, what do they want to know? Like, what's important <laughs> when they're first coming into it? How do I not bore them because it's a group of you know twelve, thirteen year old girls? Like, I don't want to. Um, you know, just be this droning person talking about, um, interaction and stuff like that, you know? Um, but no, I mean, so it's, it's gotten better. Um, you know, I've learned how to make it fun and, and keep it interesting. So, I mean, hopefully anyway. Well, certainly having a, cer certainly having a giant iPhone will help. Yeah, that's really, really <laughs> that's cool. Really fun. <laughs> I, I, I... Oh, and I saw, remember last year at NS North then, uh, there was uh, Michelle Petruzzi, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, she, who did a demo of the uh, stuff that uh, girls had done at AppCamp for Girls that year. So she brought the iPod Touches uh, with uh, the, the various apps. It was really, really nice. So awesome. yeah. let's, let's hope she's, we can do something like this this yeah, year as well. fantastic. I, I, I can honestly see that, that big whiteboard uh, mock-up thing being used even in businesses. Like, uh, you know, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Was it you that did the big uh, felt iPhone, or is that somebody else? Uh, it's not a felt iPhone. No, no, it's um, yeah. That, I I haven't seen that, but that sounds very intriguing. <laughs> I thought I thought a big one that was like a, that was like a big pillow with uh, felt on top. You could move stuff around. But... Oh, that's interesting. That's a good <laughs> idea. You could hug it, then that's nice. <laughs> huggable iPhone. I like it. It'll even reflect those curved services, I guess, on the phone, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a bit too skeuomorphic. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so outside of uh, development uh, or design, what is it that you do? Um, I am interested. I, I like to play banjo, so that's one of my big hobbies. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's really fun um, playing in a friend's wedding this summer. But other than that, I had a I had a band briefly, but we're on hiatus. A bunch of us had kids at the same time, so and it was like <laughs> so now it's like an all mom band. So we'll 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 get back together when they're when the kids are walking, you know that sort of thing. But um, yeah, so I play banjo. I uh, am interested in in architecture and design. I'm just interested in design in general. So I read about it. I work on things for myself. I um, I'm remodeling our house constantly in SketchUp, which is really fun. Um, that's a dream of mine is to someday um, just rebuild, like remodel our house, like tear the roof off and add a story onto it instead of moving. Because I really like our neighborhood, but um, our 1,000 square foot house will be a Oof. little tight, um, yeah. you know, with two kids. Eventually, it's fine now. It's, it's really not a problem, but I'm thinking in like five years, um, we'll either need to sell it and buy a bigger house or do what I want to do, which is remodel so anyway wow. so yeah i keep i keep um just redrawing our house and sketchup it's really fun um you're just not ambitious at all no. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are you are you formally trained in architecture or i am not no my oh. dad is um and he designed and built our house and a number of houses for um friends and relatives so it was always an interest of mine and um so you know definitely grew up with drafting table and plans and blueprints in the house and i'd just you know watch him work and look at blueprints and stuff like that. And, and just, just always sort of interested in it, but it's not, I mean, it's not something I really know anything about technically, but, um, it's nice it doesn't having an stop influence. me. I'm still, <laughs> yeah. I'm still playing with SketchUp. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in terms of your design, um, side of things, like as a graphic designer, are you like, obviously your, your years of experience with like UI design and UX, UX and whatnot, but do you also um, touch into the whole illustration side of things or um i'm not a very good illustrator honestly um you know i like i can kind i can draw i mean you know i had to i had to take drawing classes for um for the design part of my degree and um one of my favorite quotes that anyone has ever said to me ever was my my drawing two teacher who is the first day of class and we're like drawing um a still life you know um and she's just going around to sort of assess our skills from drawing one mm. and she walks by me and says a good thing you have an eraser oh oh ouch. <laughs> but you know she's right it's it's a good thing i did have an eraser it's it's an important thing to have uh, to keep trying and so anyway um you know like i i drew i've drawn like our um employee portraits on the website if you if you look under personnel on uh, rogamiba's website oh nice um but i definitely yeah it's not i'm not a very good illustrator it's something i think <laughs> you need to spend a lot of time on over the years Definitely. Yeah. oh yeah i mean you have yeah. to spend hours and hours and well like nevin's little brother is an amazing illustrator and i remember a time you know like back when and nevin is is fantastic as well but i remember when nevin was was better than his younger brother vanya and you know it didn't take long and vanya was just obsessed with illustration like he wanted to be an illustrator he wanted to um do like concept art for games and stuff and so like that's just what he put his mind to and uh, and yeah, it really shows. I mean, just if you dedicate yourself to it and put the hours in, you can really get good at it. And he's, I mean, he's phenomenal now. So it's just interesting to see, um, like how quickly he, he developed his skills and yeah, it's cool. I, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that he carries a sketchbook around and just sketches whenever he has time. Oh yeah, definitely. And he does, you know, he's one of those people that does like drawing sort of drills that are, that are abstract and just sort of, um, yeah, just very repetitive, um, 
sort of skill based right, like, things. Right, like 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 katas in in karate or something right, like that. It's yeah, just things that you just, just constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Krista. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Auntie Krista. Um, you can check out rogamoeba.com. Um, I don't have my own blog, so... Um, Twitter is really... But you, you should, because you mentioned that you would blog about something. So I know. Oh, yeah. So that's on, on Rogamiba's um, site. I've been known to post um, write blog, oh, blog posts for them. And then, I mean, I've occasionally written for Macworld and for the magazine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't... I ha- I have my own URL. I just haven't updated my website in so long that I just took it down um, a couple years ago. <laughs> and was like, oh, I need to redesign that. And then it's sort of like, eh, why? <laughs> so, you know, maybe someday. But um, I think... At Antichrista um, on Twitter is probably the best way to actually um, say hey to me. Which is one of the best Twitter names, if I may say so. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan <laughs> of puns. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> All right, folks. Tickets are still available. April is right around the corner, and we have a wonderful weekend planned for attendees. If you would like to learn more, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at nsnorth. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us again next time as we will introduce and you will get to know more about another great speaker. Dan, how can people get in touch with you? Um, best way is uh, my Twitter at underscore Dan Byers or you can email us or email me at dan at nsnorth.ca. And I am Philip C on Twitter or you can email me at phil at nsnorth.ca. See you soon. Mm-hmm.